Hey, 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 it's your girl, So So Lovely. And your girl, Deja Ali. And we're the host of the Bad and Boozy Podcast. Join us every Wine Crush Wednesday as we discuss wine, life, and other liquor-related shenanigans. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Bad and Boozy Pod. And send your drunken wine hotels to Bad and Boozy Podcast at gmail.com. And don't forget... The best wine is the one you like. The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Welcome back to another episode of Not So Newlywed Podcast. I'm one half of your co-host, Candice. You've been so sweet lately. That's because the holidays coming up. Uh Make sure I get good gifts. Don't want to have to put you out. So, (laughs) but um, you can find me on Twitter at London and Mommy and uh, my... uh, yeah, London's dad is here. My London's dad. <laughs> <laughs> See how she do me? Uh-huh. Messed up. Messed up. <laughs> What's up, y'all? It's Mike. Um, you can find me on Twitter at brilliantdumb underscore e. Go ahead and say how stupid the at name is. No, I love it. Yeah. yeah. No, 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 I no. love it. Yeah? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, and we, um, we got another great show for you today. Uh, we also have a guest today. Yes, we uh, so we have a like all our guests are special, but when yeah, we have yeah. guests from other CSPN shows, it's extra special because um, I happen to think that even though we don't all talk on a regular basis, we we tend to always end up having really good chemistry when we go between the other shows. So I am going to let our special guest introduce herself, and then we'll get started. Hi, everybody. It's D Asia from the Bed and Boozy podcast, or just D. You know, everybody just calls me D. Um, I am here to <clears throat> get my little single person's perspective on some things and just kind of <laughs> chit chat. You can find me on Twitter at Brains and Buns, and you can find the show at Bed and Boozy um, Pod on Twitter. And you know what I'm saying? I got my wine ready. I'm ready for the shenanigans. Yes. Yes. Um, yep. Make sure you go check out Bad and Boozy. I actually, you know, actually saw the numbers this week. And um, since, you know, since Don and Jeremy took over, mm-hmm. all the numbers are growing um, oh, for the show. I was like, is it just me? Because I was like, hold up. It seems like more people been listening. <laughs> no, at, the numbers are growing. Um, so more people are tuning in. Um, so shout out to Don and, and Jeremy for all the good work they're doing. And with that, we're going to jump into this because D, D, um, she hit me up and she was like, I don't know. If well, you shout really- out to y'all for letting me come on. I would just, I just be tweeting while I be listening. And then I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah, no, we tell people if you want, if you, yeah, if you, if you have a perspective, you want us yeah. to hear, we want to hear it because, 
it's really easy for us to be in a um well we we just a married couple bubble and um I like hearing other people's perspectives on relationships and where they are with with love and how everything is going so when you hit me and you was like d hit me and she was like i don't know if you could really use my perspective but um maybe and i was like we can use everybody's perspective but she was telling me that she's been single for nine years after being engaged to her high school sweetheart and if you don't feel like that's interesting you don't pay attention to what goes on (laughs) in the world around you because um, they like they act like something is wrong with women when they, they are do. choosing to be single. They really do. And yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like I'm broke. You know, yeah. nigga lo- niggas love to ask you what's wrong with you or with why you single. Yeah, that was that used to be an annoying one. That's one but of why, the reasons why I'm single. Why you single niggas that ask why I'm single because you ain't the one obviously asking a dumbass question like that. <laughs> But, you know, I, th- I feel like everybody who was, uh, like, I used to get that question a lot, too. Like, I don't know if that's, like, just, like, a, a nigga thing. I feel like that's, like, just one I, of those things where, like, people even make if, it seem like. You know, even you if, so, Mike, when you got the question, behind. how young were you when you got the question or how old? How young was I when I got the question? Yeah, was it any particular, I feel like I've been getting that question my whole life. Okay, okay. <laughs> I, I, I do. I feel like I've been I getting that like, question my whole I life. I feel like when they ask men that, it's more just. You know, for conversation, I feel like when they ask women, they expect a real answer. And that, I think that's the difference. Like, but, and you they- can tell from tone because a lot of times a guy will ask you if they trying to talk to you, and you can tell when the why you single is cold for what's wrong with you or what's crazy thing that you do or whatever. Like I've had guys like if I'm like single, they'll be like, well, "What you do? Like what the fuck? How do you know? What you mean? Yeah, yeah, it's it's weird." So when you, when you and your like what how did you and your high school sweetheart know like okay fuck this like we should I back up to the beginning yeah we oh, got- like what but so like just the look you probably the funny thing is I don't know if you can see the picture behind me but our prom picture is actually right behind me our I do see prom it. picture <laughs> <laughs> that's our junior prom picture <laughs> but um. So, me and my high school sweetheart, it was funny. We started dating in 11th grade. We was about 16. And, um, like, that was my, that was my, that was my homie. You know what I'm saying? We was cute. We went to junior prom, went to senior prom. But we, we always had, like, a really close connection. I always thought of him. Because even after we broke up years later, we still remained friends for a long time. So, and, um, because of our family dynamics, I was really close with his family. So, I like to tell people that aside from the relationship, like we was friends. His parents took me in. Like to this day, I could call if I need something. I could call his mom. Like he got a, you know, we ain't been together in years, but I could still call his mom or whatever. But right. his family kind of like took me in. Um, like when I went to, cause I, so we from Baltimore, I left and went to college. So mm-hmm. we dated, I left, went to college. We still stayed together when I was in college. I might have had like one little small side boyfriend in college, but whatever. Um, <laughs> it I came home. That's what I college for. <laughs> I came home where we continued. But when I was first in college, maybe like 
sophomore year, he proposed to me. And I was like, you know, like, then you young. We think, oh, yeah, we're going to get married. But we probably should just, like, stay engaged until after I finish school, we could come home. And then, like, I forgot what went down sophomore year. He might have got, like, a little wind that I was messing with the dude, but it ain't, like, blow up, blow up in my face. So we was like, no, nah, we ain't ready for this. We're going to call off the engagement or whatever. But we still, but we still stayed together. Then came home from college and um we had one we had broke up like once when I came home from college because I found out he had been cheating when I was at home. <laughs> I was like damn bro you could cut it off before I got back home because I'm I'm realistic. I'm like could you just get rid of your girlfriends before I come home for good whatever. But then so we had broke up for like maybe a couple months but then we got back together and then he proposed to me, but by the time he proposed to me, maybe like another year later, like in my brain, it's like 2012 now. We had been dating since like 2011. No, it wasn't 2012. It was like 2007. I'm sorry. But I was like, all right, we're going to get married. Um, like I was thinking we would get married no later than 2012. But then he wasn't trying to like, he wasn't trying to make plans. Like, so I was like, bro, we've been together like, seven eight years if we're not actually making no real plans is you, if you just propose and thinking i think we find out later that i think he just kind of proposed because he just thought that would shut me up okay i'm an aries and i'm um persistent like when we make a plan we're gonna make a plan so bitch either we doing this or we not doing hey friend because i'm an aries too i'm a, like we're gonna make a plan once i'm committed to doing something i'm like all right if i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do it so it's like we've been together all this time if we're gonna get married we're gonna get married and so like I dealt with a bunch more of him, like, cheating and stuff. And then eventually I was just like, nah, like, we shouldn't do this. And even though I dealt with, like, him cheating and stuff, I never kind of, like, bashed him. Not that that was right. Not that he was right for that. But a lot of it, in general, take the cheating out. We were just kind of growing apart and realizing that um, what we wanted, even without the cheating, a lot of times the way we both saw our lives in the future, it just started to not match no more. So okay. I was like, you want to do it this way. You want to do this way. You want to be, you want to operate like you single. You da, da. So I'm just like, I don't know, like our views on life just kind of changed. I like to think of it as like, we was good for each other for when we was good for each other. Like I can never thank him enough and his family enough for like being there and being stability. I came from my parent, my um, parents was on drugs and stuff like that. So his family and stuff kind of provided like that sense of family that I didn't have. But it's like once I was finished grad school and then all this other stuff and then being with him, it was just like, I not that I ain't, I, I kind of ain't need that no more. And then he wasn't trying to like be with me. And then his, his communication style was just like, he wasn't trying. Y'all talked about the love languages. His communication style was just like, bro, you ain't trying to understand me. You just like blame. He was like shut down, keep stuff to himself. I'm like, what we, what we gonna do with that? And I can't do nothing, do nothing with that. So I think I, we was living together, and I finally was one day. I was just like, nah, you got to go. Like I finally like like call your mother. He got to come home, and one day I just finally put him out for good. Like it ain't it ain't feel good, but it was just like, mm mm. And then aside from being with him, and then like I'm a oldest and I'm the, a big sister, so I also kind of was feel. I was like 25. So okay. I also was feeling like my identity was wrapped up in everybody but me. So I was just like, no, nah, he got to go. Like, I can't, like, when I thought about what I was, I was just thinking about me being his fiance and being my mother's daughter and my brother's sister and all this other stuff. And I was like, who the fuck am I? So I was like, no, nah, he got to go. 
Like, and then even around the same time I broke up with him, my brother started changing me because I loved him to death. But even I was on some fuck them type shit because I was like, no, nah, I can't be living for all y'all niggas right now. I'm trying. I'm finishing grad school. I'm working. I'm trying to figure out who I am. So I was like, all you niggas to the side. Like, <laughs> and then I was like, I'm going to figure it out from here. And I'm not worried about these niggas. I think in your 20s, pretty much everybody has that little phase where they just like, okay, I'm going to do what I want to do, and I, I have to do it my way. It's yes. so funny because um, after I finished undergrad, like, I, I I went to undergrad later. Like, I felt like after high school, I could just, you know, I tried undergrad. I ain't, I ain't like it. I came home, got a job. After daddy and job, I was like, man, bitch. You better go to school or you <laughs> you're gonna be struggling for life. So, like you said, in that phase in your life, you do need people. Like I needed my mom and I right. needed, you know, the person I was dating then because I was trying to figure it out. But as I was in grad school, or even when I was getting ready to go to grad school, I just had that moment. It was like, um, I'm ready to navigate on my own. Yeah. I'm ready to make my own decisions. And that's when I was like, hey everybody i'm going to grad school i don't care what you think um, and i've always pretty much made my own decisions but yeah. a lot of my own decisions i don't know if it come from me being a, a woman or being the oldest and always kind of having that maternal instinct to my brothers so i always made my own decisions but it always was having my brothers and my mom and stuff in, in the back of my mind. Yeah. So even when I, I remember going to college and like crying because I was like, I know I got to go to college because I can't do better for my brothers if I don't do better for myself. But it also was like, I'm leaving them. They're going to be okay or whatever. But then it was just like, I can't live for you niggas no more. None of y'all like, bye. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'll be back. But I need leave me alone. <laughs> and yeah, so then me and the ex, I finally just like, called it quits and i mean you know he he lurked around for a while maybe called me a few sluts when he found out i was fucking somebody else after he after i finally put him out and things like that you know typical nigga shit yeah but <laughs> but out. yeah you been wanting to fuck that nigga like but which, which was weird because i was like but i fucked him after we broke up yeah, like they, I, but let them, mind, I you, met him and fucked him after we broke up. You had all these hoes. Nah, but in their mind, how close that happens. Like if the nigga was out Tuesday and then the, Wednesday the nigga was there, then so you know, I you know, know what? what the fuck? This particular situation, I know why I got him in his feelings. Because even though, mind you, like I told you for a few years, about three years off, and he was cheating. Head, he was cheating or whatever. It was stuff that came up. Stuff that I know, you know, now I know, but back then I knew I was kind of like turning a blind eye to whatever, whatever. So, um, like when we broke up, maybe like two months later or something, his parents lived literally around the corner from me and he still had some stuff in my house and he had the key. He comes to the house to get something one day when I'm not there, goes in the nightstand and he sees condoms in the drawer. And, and because I had had a guy over, but the, but I, I'm, I'm hundred percent sure I might have slept with him three days before the dude. So that really that's what probably really set him off. <laughs> but I still like, but we don't go together no more. And I use protection. What is you what is happening? Like, I don't understand. Why are you interrogating me? And I was like, you just going I'm just gonna have to be a hoe. But you was fucking bitches and then come fucking me. All I, right. <laughs> I had an I, I had an ex like that. Like we didn't live together, but way after we broke up. He still managed to lurk 
my social media and stuff like that. And like, I would randomly get text messages like, oh, I see you moving on with your life. I hope you happy. And I'm just like, what? Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, it was, was just really like, okay, that's a lot. Like, unless we, unless we was cool, like after we broke right. up, I don't really want to talk to you. Like, <laughs> we don't, we don't. Really but the talk. weird thing with, well, with the issue that I had with a lot of people with me and my ex still asking questions, because uh, after those initial like rough months, we stayed friends. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So we was. I live on I I haven't talked to him in about a year or two, but before then I like we broke up in two thousand nine. Up until about two thousand sixteen, I still talked to him just as much as I talked to any of my other friends. And people thought that was like so weird. So so like I, I feel like those um those situations where it's like childhood, high school sweetheart things. Yeah. Um I I do believe that sometimes the breakups go one of two ways. Either they really volatile yeah. or both people come to the realization that it needed to happen, but you still got love for them because y'all been friends since y'all were younger. Yeah, and I told y'all, like, I'm not joking when I'm like, I lived with his parents. Like, yeah. like even once, so like, like the first couple months, we had maybe like six months where we kind of didn't talk to each other or was kind of rough talking to each other. But then we, but then it was, then he, his, um, his, his wife now, but then he, even though she was the last bitch he had cheated on me with. But anyway, she got pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> she got pregnant about like a year, maybe like a year after we broke up. And I low-key was hurt, but I wasn't even hurt because the baby wasn't mine. I was low-key like, bro, I knew you. You just knocking bitches up. Like, what? Like, like I knew that's not what that wasn't what he set out to do. But once this baby was on his way and then he was trying to grow and whatever, whatever, he was coming to me as a friend, like wanting to talk to somebody because it's baby. And I guess I'm... I don't know. I guess I could put my heartache aside for a second. I'm just there for him with the baby or whatever. And we slowly but surely start building our friendship. But for like two years, I ain't never actually see the baby though. Because I said, Laurie, that's too much. That's too much. Okay. That's too much. <laughs> but he was a barber. And he used to cut my brother's head. So my brothers would kind of give me the school. Like, <laughs> 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 listen, we our families was intertwined. <laughs> Yeah, like we ain't together, but he used to woke up our brothers there, and then like after I would say off and on we slept with each other every now and then because it was like all right, I ain't dating nobody, I ain't ready to be with nobody, but at least I know where this dick come from. I'll just screw him every now and then, and then I was at a place where I could fuck him and then he could go. And then after maybe like three or four years, well, I swear to God, it might sound crazy, but I maybe the last time we had sex, like something in my brain was like, ugh. That's like, I don't want to do that anymore. And then I literally, we just never slept with each other again. And just, and it was just only the friendship after that. Like, so, so you mentioned like you woke up one day and was like, I need to connect with who I am. Like, I need mm -hmm. to figure me out. And so, in the nine years, like, how has that process been without the responsibility of a relationship? Like, it's been eventful and probably aside from college itself, probably like one of the most rewarding things I ever did. Like just waking up and it's like, I don't have to worry about nobody but me. I can figure this out. 
whoever is let and I got good friends. I can laugh, I can cry, I can oh. do whatever. I value every single experience I had with my ex. And my ex was part oh. of that because once we got over oh. the breakup now, we like a little bit grown. We we could talk about like what like like talk to each other about like all right, what was going on back then and kind of analyze where we went wrong or how I looked at stuff, whatever, whatever. So he gave me a lot of insight to how I was thinking. We did go to, I, did I go to therapy? We did go to therapy like once when we thought we was going to save the relationship. I was like, nah, but in general, just not, without having a responsibility, it been good. Cause it's like, I can work, I can, you know, travel. I can maybe blow a couple dollars when I wasn't supposed to, I can do whatever. And just kind of like, just worry about me. Like if I want to try something, I can try it. I can date. And like just not having that bird, and I, I and I'm and I don't mean to say burden like a relationship is such a bad thing, but being with somebody from like 16 and then trying to get into college and trying to do all those other things, but now I'm done with grad school and I'm just working and just being a regular ass person. I was like, oh, this is nice. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I just, like, oh, this is nice. Yeah, yeah I, I think I think people don't like admitting that relationships are emotional labor. Um, but it like in, in 2018, it's time to be honest about what relationships are, what they require, the responsibility that you agree to taking on when you decide you want to be in a monogamous relationship with somebody. You got to be committed to say that you want to deal with it. And it's okay if you don't want to deal with it. Cause (laughs) I was definitely at a point where it was like a relationship might seem nice, but I legit enjoy myself. I feel every single minute of my time. And I was like, I don't know if I want to share that with anybody. So I'm not dating right now. (laughs) (laughs) I enjoy my own company. But they say, I forgot what study I read, but it say you kind of, as an adult, you kind of figure out who you are roughly around age, like 28 or so. Yeah. And I think that's probably right. Like maybe like late 20s, you start to get like more of a sense of who you are, not who you are in relation to your parent or your job or whatever, whatever. And it's like, all right, I like these things. I like this, whatever, whatever. Shit, I ain't start running until I was 28. Who the fuck knew that? Like, so yeah, I'm just like, and then so I, I, I need to choose and be able to have somebody up in my mix. I don't be wasting time. You ain't just getting in my mix just to, just because. <laughs> and guys don't be prepared for that because a lot of guys be thinking I'm pressed to have somebody. I'm like, nah, buddy. Nope. My time is precious. You don't just weasel your way up in. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's... I I think, like like I said, before before I got married, like, I was in that, in that phase. Like, I really have been enjoying, like, enjoying my own money. Mm-hmm. Enjoying, you know, if I don't want to cook, I don't have to cook. I can go eat out, even if it's some bullshit. Or I could just go to sleep. Mm-hmm. Like, no, like the, the household's not going to fall apart if I don't feel like doing something. If I don't feel like doing additions, cool. I, don't, you, not I doing ain't got to keep a baby alive. I ain't got to yeah. keep a pet alive. All I got is a plant. And that's yeah. only because <laughs> I got one plant. <laughs> and <laughs> I try to keep that motherfucker alive. And and that's that's friend like like Mike and I got married for what people consider as later in life being in mm-hmm. our 30s. <clears throat> but I was I wouldn't have been ready in my But 20s. I think that's bad. I think that's like you know who you are, y'all. Yeah, you know, I, I was like, all right, I know we can we going to do this. 
if we had gotten married in our 20s, we'd probably be at that phase where we're going through a divorce. Right. Because oh, yeah, me and my ex so talk much. about that all the time. When we would joke and laugh and talk, we'd be like, bro, I'm glad I ain't married yes. Like, the more I got to know him as a friend, the more I was like, that would have been stupid. We are horrible for each other. Like, we yeah. legit was like, this would have <laughs> been stupid. We would be getting divorced. No. And then yeah. when he got married and I would know about his wife, I was like, oh, my God, she's she matches you. I'm not. I wasn't the one. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So how, like, how is dating, how's dating again? Like after you spent a good part of your teen years, your college years, you know, some good part of your twenties, how is dating now after spending a lot of time just being with one person? I think early on, I had to remember like just simple stuff that you don't think about, like talking to, like, I'm not saying that I didn't know guys lie, right? But I never had to deal with it like on that certain level because I was mostly talking to mostly with my ex or whatever. So I would forget dumb stuff like early on, like, oh shit, somebody be like, is he married? Did he have a ring on his finger? I'm like, huh? Did I'm like, did he have a ring on his finger? Like, I don't know. (laughs) Did he have kids? Oh shit, people be having kids. I I probably should ask these questions because I realized a big thing about dating is. Shout out to the guys who are honest, but niggas will just omit information. So yeah. you, whatever you're curious about, you got to <laughs> ask. But one thing I know about me is uh, this I learned about myself. If I don't really want to know, I won't ask. And I'm and that can be moral or immoral, depending on what it is. <laughs> so when some people ask certain stuff like, oh, daddy, da-da, I'm like, I don't know. Like, it, like if it don't matter to me, and it kind of depends on at one point I I was dating a little bit thinking, oh, I'm trying to date them, get date to marry type of thing. And then I was like, mm, I don't know if I want to do that. But I'm like vocal. I'll tell a nigga, I'm never rude. Some people would take it as rude, but that's because I'm just straightforward and guys ain't used to you being so direct. So at the point when I was thinking I wanted to date to maybe find a husband, niggas ask me what I'm looking for. I'd be like a husband. <laughs> one of my friends was like, don't tell people that. I said, well, why the fuck should I tell him my friend? If he's scared, or if that scared him away, then he ain't for me. That's fine. Like, whatever. And But yeah, it's like, guys, like, guys don't want to, like, unnecessary so guys I mean, don't, forget they it. don't date. Yeah, now that I think date. about it, like, when, when I was single, niggas lie about stupid stuff. Like, when you're in a relationship. Oh God, they lie about dumb stuff. A lot of times you, they lie about some shit that I might be with the shits. Why are you lying? When you in a relationship, your nigga typically is lying about serious shit, like fucking another bitch or, you know, shit like that. But when you single, people just lie about dumb shit. They lie like, about dumb stuff. And or it ain't... They, they it's point, dumb for me, they playing like, that... Um, For me, they kind of fake like they... Some people... Because I tend... I don't know why, but I tend to gravitate toward like the more blue collar type of guy or whatever. And I've ran into a lot of that they figure out I got a master's degree and I'm educated and then they they make it seem like I look down on them but it's them looking down on their stuff because I ain't never said nothing. Like, <laughs> I don't lead with my degrees. Like that don't define me. Like you ask me about learning who I am or whatever, whatever. If anybody ever asked about me, you'll never hear me be like, oh, I, I'm an accountant. I, did it. I mean, because that's who, what I do, but that's not me. So when I'm dating somebody or trying to talk to somebody, a lot, you get that a lot in D.C., you ask a nigga about himself, he start talking about his job. Because status and stuff made around him. So that's one of the big issues with me in D.C. So then if I meet somebody who that's not his issue, then he might find out later in the conversation that I got a master's degree. And, like, I've had guys like, oh, oh. And all of a sudden that whole attitude changed. And I'm like, 
It's just a degree. I'm a bitch from Baltimore. Did y'all see the wire? Like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> like, like, that was my lived experience. But, you know, I, yeah, I made it out or whatever, but that don't define me. So, yeah, so I, I, I find that a lot of the things that guys say they want in these educated or smart women, they, they lie. Yeah, most, most, most men, most men, I won't say most men, because I haven't dated most men, but in my past when I was dating, Men only like me smart to a to a certain degree. Yes, and you only can like, be but so like, funny. Do you, you have com- so like smart. you got a little common sense? That's cool. But wait, you an engineer? You you do oh, well. Yeah, don't say no engineer. Like <gasps> then they like oh nah you one of them smart smart women. Or well, they try to grill. You probably think grill you. you. Better than somebody, or you well, did. Uh, dropped out of middle school, like what? The- <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm not. Never, like, no, I'm just asking no, because but- it's like I don't, I don't, I never really thought about my. And it seems like my, like I had like the the complete opposite like experience. Like I was ba- date, dating a bunch of women who wasn't like smart or <laughs> wasn't like, and it wasn't out of, it wasn't out of. um like me trying to do that, it was more like I was I was just judging by because I was attracted to them or whatever the case right. may be. But because I'm attracted to you, let's let's do this or let's do that it was eyes only at, at a time when I was younger. Uh, but I think I feel like niggas grow out of that though. Some niggas. I think some, say, I, think a, say, oh. I think a good amount of them do, but a lot more of them than you realize don't. So I be happy when it's somebody. Like you, Mike, or my girlfriends who got decent husbands, I'd be like, good. Uh, y'all proof that these niggas do exist. But the stories I've been telling my girlfriends over the years or dates that I've been doing, I'm like, uh, this shit really happened to me. So I've had, <laughs> like, I've had some like horror like interactions. I remember like, like what, like this was, this had to be like right before we like got together. Like we would talk, but we were still friends. And like, I met this nigga while I was going to lunch at work. And we exchanged numbers. And next thing I know, the nigga like, what you do for a living? I'm like, I work at an engineering firm. The nigga like, oh, you like an administrative assistant? I'm like, huh? See, stuff like that. I'm like, no, I'm an engineer. He like, oh, you one of them smart ass bitches who a man can't tell? Whoa. Yep, I've definitely It just went completely left. He like, you one of them smart ass bitches. Nobody could tell you nothing. You feel like because you, well, you one of them... What did he say? Oh, you one of them power suit wearing ass women, huh? Like what? When you met me, I, I had on some slacks and this in the button up. I don't understand. Understand? <laughs> and like it just it just got progressively worse till I was like, yo, hey, my nigga, I'm I'm finna block your number because like it just was really left field. Like he it was like almost I like he was trying to left. He was trying <laughs> to break me before he even got a chance. Yeah, that's the word I was looking for I was earlier. Too, and and trying to break you. Yeah, and then you think I was too powerful or too strong. you got to prove that, oh, I do this or I know this. You'd be like, what? I don't got to prove nothing to you. Now, I will say I got a little bit less of that when I moved from Baltimore to D.C., but it kind of makes sense because it's more like the government and more like a melting pot of professionals in D.C. So I'm more likely to meet guys that's like similar that's that I don't have that issue with. But the issue that I have with the guys in the city is like they in D.C. is like, um, like their job is them. And I'm like, boy, I don't like, you know, you asking people about their self and they basically running down their resume. Like, bitch, I'm not trying to offer you a job. 
Like <laughs> you telling me what you you didn't did you work for da 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 or what did you do? And that's why I'm gonna I don't like happy hour at some spots in the city. I don't I'm not like a snobbish hob no one one I'm not one of those blacks. So I'm like I'm not here. I don't give a shit about the oh I just bought this house and da 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 like okay but you still a jerk so who cares. <laughs> So, so okay, and that that just takes us into like the the next topic. Yeah, have you? Ex- oh, like- I just be talking. Y'all keep make sure y'all keep me on track. Oh no, <laughs> no. It's, it's a good segue to where we was going next anyway. So, like, have you when you're like you're dating or when you feel like dating, have you explored online dating or is it just strictly meeting yes, people out and about? Definitely done online. Tinder is a hoot. <laughs> so most of the time. Most of the time, if I get online, let me see. I probably got on, did online maybe the first time, maybe like 2013. And I swear to goodness, every when I first got on there, all the Africans, all the Nigerians, Ethiopians, all of them saw my... I, maybe it's about because it was about the same time I went natural. I guess they all saw my head and thought, hey, that's the bitch for me. No, I can't <laughs> fuck with them foreigners. I, I mean, I don't mean to be... I don't mean to start her, but I went on enough... I went on a couple dates with enough of them and I'm like, no, nah, they all like this. I can't do these motherfuckers. You know how many guys I had to say, no, bitch, I'm American. Like, I don't know what you do with your women. I'm an American black. That's not what we're doing. Like, like the one dude, um, my bird, I had to be in DC for only like three weeks. Went on a date with a guy, met him like right off of the Metro, a place that I knew how to get to. And then I'm like, all right, I'm gonna walk to the Metro, meet him at the restaurant. I can walk back to the Metro. He offered to take me home. I said, no, thank you. I'm gonna walk to the Metro. You know, he fussed at me like, like I was too good to take his ride. Bitch, I'm in the city. I don't even know how to get around. Why the fuck would I get in the car with you? Like, right. Like, like. I was like, that don't even make sense. And some guys, that happens a lot too. Guys don't recognize their privilege when it's like, um, even if you was being nice, I don't know you, bro. Why would I do that? Like, mm-mm. But yeah, I, a lot of the, so I've done some online dating here. So I go through spurts where I might get online for a few months, but it's exhausting because it's like weeding through resumes, basically. A bunch of niggas saying, hey, but don't want to really want to talk. A bunch of niggas asking why you single or, or I'm, I used for a lower period in time. I was like, I don't know if I, I wasn't sure if I want to date guys with kids or not. I'm leaning back toward, all right, I'll date niggas with kids. Cause I came to the conclusion that I don't want any myself. So they can have some older ones, preferably because whatever. <laughs> so, <laughs> no. yeah. But, so- yeah. So I'll go through spurts, but the online and then, but sometimes I get on there for grins and giggles, but it gets exhausting pretty quickly. And I'll just be like, Oh, I don't know. Mm. Yeah, I think like um, I, I didn't. I didn't do. I, I, I'm gonna be honest. I ended up using Twitter as a as a dating site. Oh, listen, and that people, makes perfect sense because anywhere that humans congregate, you gonna find people you like. I ain't yeah, it, seriously in the last year, but a few of the niggas I fucked in the last year came from the social medias. <laughs> so it's like I, I, you, I like I. And I encountered Mike from Twitter. I didn't. He's like the person I seriously dated from Twitter. But like mm-hmm. I, I made connections with guys that I like, you know, would talk to back and forth mm-hmm. on Twitter, even though it didn't work out. And we we became cool and stuff. But as much as people talk down on dating on social media and stuff like that, what what better place 
What kind of place? Because you literally talk about everything on Twitter. You talk about everything. You to marriage, to, to jobs, to women's rights, to... You you can find out how people feel on a lot of fucking issues. These on social days you media. go, even if I meet somebody online or something, if they give me that Twitter, I'm, I might not go back too far, but I'm gonna be like, what's the last couple shits he was tweeting about? <laughs> yeah, what's the last couple things he was posting. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So that's why I'm I'm always like, I know uh, people are like, it's people offline. Hell yeah, and they be on Twitter. <laughs> and, but like, but my thing is if we can do stuff like have these podcasts with people that we never met and da, 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 why we can do all those other things but not date duh. like like it's 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 a collection of people eventually you I, want me somebody you fuck with or not I think just just like social media and online dating things of that nature still has that stigma from like the nineties where it was like it was like fr- it was like really really frowned upon it was it was like, really taboo yeah and it was new and you know like you can't tell like you tell somebody like and it was just coming from the older people too mostly uh like you know you tell somebody hey i just met this person on you know AOL mm-hmm. or you know some you know something like that and they're like what what is that you talking to people from millions of miles away. You ain't never even seen this person or met right. this person. And you don't know what this is like. And it was just like, cause, and, it's, and there are those fears there. Um, but it, it still has that stigma on it from back then that people kind of put into, you know, other people's heads with this, hey, you don't know this person from a can of paint, basically. Um, you know, don't put yourself in that situation. So it does have that stigma on it. But I think now it's more common than anything. I think that, uh, online dating because we do everything online. And Listen, dating is- I'm a shot shooter. I will slide. It's <laughs> <items>, okay. <laughs> and we got my ex. The I had I had like a little long term little fuck buddy that been around since the ex been gone. But every guy that I've messed with seriously, I was the one that hollered at them first. Like that's just me. That scares guys off too sometimes though when we were talking about dating. Because, like, if I like you, I don't sit there and play coy and wait for you to come get me. I'm like, hey, excuse me. <laughs> I like you. What you trying to do? <laughs> I, think, I, I don't know. I don't, I, I, that can't scare somebody off. But I think it just throws us off more than anything because niggas is so used to being the pursuer. Right. That it's like, okay, what do I do now? Right. Like, <laughs> like I, this one guy, I was like, the one time I did not go through with it, but I was attempting, I was going to mess with somebody at work. I didn't want to date him, but I was just on some, like, it was some tension in here. So I legit, I legit hit him up one time and was like, um, I was like, he said something flirty and I just was like, so it's be fucking or no. He was like, what? And I was like, (laughs) I was like, uh, well, obviously you was interested. And then instead of some guys will be like, they'll snap into formation real quick. Like, oh, and just take my lead. But he was like, well, why me? I said, Hormones, nigga. What the fuck you mean? Why me? <laughs> oh yeah, he one of those toss the ball right. out of bounds ass. He, he like, said, "Why me?" And then his I, next question was, "Well, I know you probably fucking other niggas." I said, "What that got to do with you?" <laughs> that don't got nothing to do with you. And some guys so, don't be ready for my level of honesty because I'd be like, "What that got to do with you?" I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. In, in the in the era in the era of uh twenty seven dollar one way tickets. There's no reason why you can't shoot your shot on social media to people, even if they miles away. Like it's not. It's it's no reason. And so when people like kind of snub their nose at dating, 
services, dating online, dating from social media apps. I just kind of like, I think they lying. I think they lying. I do that. I do think it's no way you listen, man. It's, if it's if it's niggas, I can tell you for sure. Niggas is gonna date whoever they want to from wherever they are. It don't matter. This could be in Brazil somewhere, and he's in the last. Nigga on spit. Nigga, Ooh, they spit. magnify the, the spirit shit that go like, on the timeline. The shit that go on the timeline that go awry. That's not what's happening every day. The shit, the people that's no, really fucking and hanging out and doing this, that shit, they not on the timeline talking about it. No, 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 they're not. It's no, a lot no. of, it's a lot of, it's a lot of success stories, and I'm not even talking about like marriage and kids and shit like that. I'm talking about people who successfully yeah. have fuck buddies off off social media or dating sites. I am people that they can kick great with doing that because because <laughs> this is my strategy, right? If I'm fucking a couple, I will befriend. I could be fucking five niggas at one time. I ain't got no hoes right now, y'all, so I'm available if y'all listen to this. But if I was, I had a good last fall, 2017, I had a good fall, but I ain't got no hoes right now. But all the niggas was following me on all the social medias. But, and I post what I'm thinking. I might not say your name, but if I'm thinking some shit, it might be about one of them. And there have been times where one of, where one, where, where, like, they'll see me post about somebody and know it's not them. But I ain't never lied to you and said you was the only one, boo. So if you either you're on the team or you're not on the team, I don't keep, I don't lie. Now, if we get serious, then I'll get rid of the hoes if I happen to have some. But right now, I'm just having fun. I'm going to find these kids only one day, though. This is exactly why I wanted to have you on because (laughs) I, I really get tired of people telling women to, even if you're single, you need to act like a wife. You need to. You need That's to. Dumb do, as fuck. You need to do everything. You need to be prim and proper. You need to not be out here having the best sex of your life. Listen, I'm having. Nobody fun. gonna want you after. Like who? Who the fuck gonna know? I'm having fun. And any decent guy will just. They gonna respect where I'm. Either you gonna respect it or you're not. And like the guys that I do like and mess with, they with the shirts because you know I am who I am. Like whatever. Exactly. So, do you, have, you like me for the way I am, or you don't? Get out my face. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I, I I feel like the like the the I ain't gonna say that you fake, but like men that I've run into who aren't weirdos. One, don't ever ask me about anything other than STD results. Right. Two, they be like, yeah, I ain't. I, I, I she got has she she got has some miles on that pussy. I, like I'm not trying to teach no grown woman how to fuck. Like she got to at least had the foundations down. Yeah, we could, we could fine tune it to what I really. But first of like. all, I am thirty four years old. If you want to sit here, but if you want to believe in your mind that I'm a virgin or something or whatever, whatever, believe what you want to believe. But life, life be licensed, okay? Pretty much. <laughs> I, and I feel like I feel like in your thirties, whether you single in a relationship, married, do, whatever you doing. You should be having the best sex of your life when you're having sex. You should be having the best sex of your life. You should be having fun. If you're single, you should be at the sex toy store. Make sure you're learning your body. If you you hadn't done it already, do all that. Do all that. Drink your wine. Do whatever hobby. You know, stay in good shape. I'm in the best best shape of my life. Like, my 20-year-old self was lazy. It's like, oh, I just be running. I, you know, I eat like I give a shit. You know, I have fun sometimes. Oh, but as far as the dating, too, I like to do... Like, if you keep active and social and just do shit that you're interested in, you'll meet people. 
Yeah, yeah. That's... Like you ain't even got to be trying to. I meet people when I'm not trying to meet people most of the time. That's why I mean I'll get in a date nap sometimes, but most of the time I meet people when I'm not trying to meet people. Also, that's... I talk to strangers all the time. I'm one of those people. I'd be in a grocery store like, oh, was you looking for the salt? It's right there. <laughs> my my brothers laugh. They'd be like, only you. So like, he was cute. So I looked at him. He needs some help. <laughs> remind me of my mom in that sense. She's just real social. Like she she makes friends, acquaintances wherever she go. She could be in the grocery store and she just gonna start having a random conversation with somebody. You know what? Strawberries do look good today. That's me. They are good too. You should get some, girl. You see they on sale, don't you? Don't you like she like some people just have it where they are very social and people gravitate to them, want to talk to them, want to get to know them, befriend them. If it's, you know, your dating preference, want to they like all I'm of so that. I'm glad I don't have that. <laughs> Holy shit. I tap Mike and somebody like Mike in the store, they were like, what? But I'm but I'm a, I'm a good reader of people. So I'm not like I don't impose myself on people. But you can tell when like you got to every time I go out the house I have that aura. Do not He don't. Me. You know what's Leave funny? You know what's funny? He don't have that aura. <laughs> he think he does I like, feel like and, I have that aura. You probably like, way more um you probably seem way more approachable than you realize, Mike. <laughs> yeah, he is. I am way more approachable than I want to be. He is. He is. <laughs> That's why I be like you want to be mean but like I'm way more approachable than he I'm is be. really super approachable. So that's why I'd be like, boy, whatever. So do you you have any horror stories from online day? Like you've been catfished, you've been dick fished? Um, definitely um dick probably fish. dick fished. Not catfish, everybody has tended to be who they are. Guys, I did realize early on that whatever however tall a guy say he is, I could subtract two inches to be safe. They lie about their height. And I'm a tall woman, so I just assume all the guys are lying about their height until I see them in person. Um, but dick fish, like, I mean, this one, one, one time, I'm not opposed to the uncircumcised penis, but I wasn't ready this one time. I was like, ooh, what? what? Ooh, I wasn't ready. And um, I don't know how to lie straight, so don't ask me how, how the dick was, because I'm like, I'm I'm gonna answer the question. <laughs> I don't um I don't boost egos. I'm not gonna like purposely try to like cut you down real hard. Like, no, nigga, that was trash. But I ain't gonna fake like I'm pleased if I'm not. Cause I feel like it's my service to every woman asking me. So anytime I put up with some shit from a nigga, in my brain, I'm helping the next woman. Cause I'm gonna tell this nigga exactly where he went wrong. <laughs> Whether it's the sex or how they talk to me. You know, sometimes I sometimes I don't feel like you said something about the emotional labor. Sometimes I don't feel like it, but every now and then before I cut a nigga off, I'll tell them where they went wrong. Like females, we're not doing this. Or sometimes they just rude. I'm like, you might want to try something different. You ain't gonna fix it with me, but you might should whatever. So hopefully I can help some other women. Like don't be lying about your dick. But let me see, I don't know, know horror horror stories. Luckily I think I avoid most horror stories because I'm like, um, I've had like I've I've avoided what probably could have been horror stories, but I'm so upfront with like the questions and just like going with the signs up front. And so I never end up like me. And guys will judge me for that, like, oh, you think you this, but I'm like, no, you was bullshitting and playing. Like, nah. Uh-uh. <clears throat> which which is a 
A lot of women need to do that. You see the red flags? Keep it moving. Oh, no. My brothers laugh at me because they be like, you just be getting them out of here. Because I'm like, I'm old enough now that I know what I want. I know exactly what it is. One guy recently was just like, he popped out of nowhere, like telling me he had a kid. And he specifically said he was looking for a mother for the kid. I said, you can lose my number. <laughs> I said, well, this is not going to work. Like, I might not, I, I might date you with a kid, but I ain't, that ain't, I don't want a mother of the kid. I hope that kid got a mother. Like, no, he was, that was too much pressure. I hadn't even been on the first date yet. He telling me about mothering the kid. Whoo, that, that was too much. I was like, no, that's a super red flag. Yeah, no, that's, yeah. And what, but I learned that most of the time, these guys, they, they give you the red, especially on online dating, they give you the red flags right then and there. And some of them real smooth. And I can see how a woman of a certain age or my frame might fall for what they saying, but it don't work with me. And I'll be the one to go, well, who did that work on? And they'd be like, what? And, they, and like one guy was trying to ask me, oh, the one guy that I met in Target one time, talking to people, talking to strangers again, maybe like a couple hours after we exchanged numbers, he was trying to ask me for news and got mad because I wouldn't send him. <laughs> like literally like three hours. He was See, And that's why I know that even people off, like if you, even if you meet somebody offline, they be online. Oh yeah, they be online because be the whole the whole nudes <laughs> phenomenon and shit like that, like that is highly emphasized in social media. Mm -hmm. So it's like, yeah, you know bro, I might not know your Twitter, is but I know still, you. Is it still like that though? Yeah, mm -hmm. like is this? I don't know, man. It is. I mean, it was it was cool. It's it's cool, but like you married. I, no, I'm not. not. <laughs> I said what? No, I'm saying you probably won't be paying attention because you're married. You ain't yeah, no, I know. I'm saying now, but it don't seem, and I and I probably don't be paying attention, but it don't seem like it's <laughs> as prominent as it was before. It, it, it seems like you out the. I, I think I, I think D is right. You out the scene now. Oh, I'm out you, the loop. You out I'm, the loop. Like at, like I'm not being damn. funny. And well, niggas send news like trading cards though. If you if you like if you uh, a faithful partner, you tend to fall out the loop of that kind of shit once you're in a relationship. But um, I I do. I like how you emphasize if you're a faithful partner because niggas yeah, because not will send you their dick really quick. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's kind of like um I it's still very prominent. I don't think that level of interaction is going anywhere now because it's too much technology. Too much. It's Niggas find all kinds of ways to send you their dick. It's way, too many, it's way too many ways to bust it open now. So it's like, that's just going to be what it is. And Yeah, iPhone got the slow motion camera and shit. That probably, it got the that slow probably killed the game. You can put the effects on it. You can do like yeah. a video. Oh, yeah, I've seen that with the live. Like, bam, titties. Like, the shit could come in, like how the PowerPoints used to come in with the, uh -huh. with the blinds. Oh, the shit be like, blue, 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 blue. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the shit can slide right Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like ooh titty like, like oh shit uh, so what what um what words well no is sex different for you at like being my daughter just licked my face holy shit <laughs> um, Rick James, Rick. is is sex different for you <gasps> not like once you went on a journey to reconnect with yourself <sighs> and and live for you and enjoy you do you you enjoy sex a lot more than when you were younger? Um, 
I think I do enjoy it a lot more. I don't think that my ex was ever a hindrance to the sex stuff. Okay. Be, be, um, we was always like really communicative. Like we all, we always had pretty good sex for that, you know, whatever for that age. And then even for a little bit after we broke up, when we were still having sex, it was just like like I always had good sex with him. So and then he, so it was just like all right let me just kind of like explore learn more things and that part of me or that whatever I never really had an issue but then just kind of like um I think what got better which inadvert which, which on a which influenced the sex is like when you learn who you are you get more vocal or whatever whatever like I was I never had the issue with my ex because we was friends I knew him so well so then now it's like establishing that with other guys I have no problem with having talks about sex and i don't mean like don't be waiting till you like butt naked to try to tell somebody like talk about sex because it ain't gonna register and i don't mean to talk about sex as in like oh i'm gonna do this or that. okay i understand flirting but i don't have no problem with like this what i want da, 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 what you like you know what i'm saying like just being more open about it um i happen to know a friend that owns a sex toy shop and is a sex educator in baltimore i'd be like oh so what that thing do oh what class you doing you know just being more informed in a way but i think what's pro- what probably just made it better is just being more um just being more expressive and knowing what i want and not being afraid to tell nobody and don't and i don't give a shit if you judge me like whatever if you with the shit so you're not but most guys i think because i'm a um I'm I'm pretty nice and nurturing or whatever. Like, so I can be like brashing in your face, but I do know how to like make people feel comfortable. So even if it's some, even if something you're not interested in or you're not sure, or you don't, you're not used to, cause some guys not used to women talking a certain way. And like that, but I tend to kind of put, I know how to put people at ease and then it's like, Oh, all right, we can do this. So then the sex would be more enjoyable. Like, like, here we go. Like, let's talk about this. <laughs> and I think that'll go better. And you know, whenever I get, married or whatever i think that's one of my um one of the things i bring to the table yeah, that's, these that's absolutely gonna be a really key i think because i i feel like a lot of the stories i hear about marriages kind of going to the shits besides like the big the run one real big thing like finances be like they be like the sex the sex just it's just like you never it's like the sex like you never but i think it's because that same thing because women were so we were socialized to like displease the, the guy. Yeah. Like you just gotta be there. Like you're just this object, you have sex done to you. That's not yeah. what we're doing. Yeah, that's no, not what we're doing over here. Cause I be cause you know, I <clears throat> I have like, you know, married married friends and stuff like that. And like some of the some of the stuff they go through, I'm like, well just say something. You want that nigga to put his finger yeah, in your butt? Just say something. Like how can you not say nothing? to your husband or you your want, wife you like, that nigga to blindfold you tell him you, yeah. yeah you need to be so and i oh and i know my um i mentioned my niece earlier i know she only a baby i got my niece and my nephew but my brothers always laugh at me now because i'm like no my niece is going to know about certain stuff and be a fully fledged woman as early as we can get her to be you start being sexual you need to understand ain't no way you should be in your 30s figuring out all this other stuff it's like, um, you fucking, you going to school, we need to, you know, you have agency over your body. This is what you tell these niggas. Okay? I, and, I, and I feel like doing that will um, help, like, STD rates. 
you know, people want to be creeping and sneaking. Because people, kids, kids or young people be uninformed and I don't want to be, and I know because I was once, I, I'm luck. I probably was not as bad as some friends, but you was that uninformed teenager. And it's like, if your parent just don't tell you. Like, I appreciate my aunties or whatever that talked to me about stuff. Because it was like, all right, all right, maybe I don't want to do that. Yeah, because or, you can't, you, you're not, at, at a certain point, you're not going to be able to stop anybody from having sex. But the thing that, I, that like, younger, that, that girls have to be re-socialized to, to understand is, one, it's a responsibility to have sex. It comes right. with responsibilities. Two, don't do it <clears throat> just to do it. Right. It's supposed to be something pleasure pleasurable for women it's not just well i like a boy and he ain't gonna like me back if i don't have he sex. ain't gonna like me back no yeah exactly no, no, no. Listen, i got my i got my script no. ready for my niece no what <laughs> yeah it, it's and so you know like i said it took me a while to snap out of that because i was just like why the fuck am i sitting up here not enjoying sex this nigga on and on and i'm just wishing he was finished this right. ain't life this is not what this is about. Like you out there getting, especially once you hit that, that that the older shout out to all the older women who told me about the hormones when you hit the, your thirties. I say, oh, these bitches wasn't lying. We got no, no, yeah, yeah. I, I yeah, I started having like my best sex in my thirties. I was like, Definitely. they wasn't lying. I just want to do it to everybody, everything. Like, yeah, <laughs> you're not holding no punches. You're not lying. You like, listen, this what I like is you gonna do it or not? Because if not, I'm just gonna go fuck with somebody who's gonna do all the shit that I like, mm-hmm. and we could be friends. We could be cool. Like, <laughs> 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 so what? 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 What wisdoms would you give to other women, single or otherwise? Like, as you are, as you're like journeying through through this and living your best life. I was thinking about this. I wasn't sure. In my brain, I was like, I'm going to try to think of some profound shit, but I would be lying. That's not me. (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, It might sound selfish, but it's like, you got to put yourself first. I think like, you ain't no good to your spouse. Even if you, if you, if you have a spouse, kids, whatever, whatever. I know it's not always as easy. It's easier said for like me when I'm single. Um, but you gotta put yourself first. Put you know, like because you not knew no good to other people, even being single, family, friends, whatever, whatever. If you don't like take care of yourself. Black women don't do that all the time. You gotta take care of yourself. Or whatever. And if taking care of yourself means you're gonna be single and fucking and being safe while you're doing it, hopefully, then do it. Like if you wanna do it, do it. Do it. Like who the fuck? Like I don't. I don't worry about nobody judging me. Like, th- like tell you Jesus, not mine. Like whatever. Get out of my face. I don't. I don't worry about nobody judging me. Like, so uh, I think I, I am that way. Like when it, you know, of course, of course, London and Mike are priorities, but um, like my health and my mental well being and 
all that stuff comes first because I don't really have anything to give to you if I don't feel good about it. Yeah, that's true. Like even me, I'm single and I'm and I'm a pretty well-rounded person. Like I got my brother, my brothers mean the world to me, my niece, my nephew, my friends, and I'm genuinely a social person. So like even though some people have all these social connections, but they don't they don't have substance. But I legit have friends that I fuck with and I'll do whatever for, but I know how to be like, girl, I'm tired, I ain't going. I can't, I, I need a nap. Mm-mm. I'm not overextending myself or whatever, whatever. But you know, if I, if I have it to give, I got it, but I know how to be like, no. Nah. And when it comes to guys, especially like, don't work. Listen, I'm not worrying about doing no shit or changing who I am for no man. It like, and, and I don't mean like you don't compromise and understand that's different, but some guys will like some women will try to reinvent their whole self to fit into what a guy wants. That's not how it's supposed to, that's not how it's supposed to work. And because you can't keep it up, you can't, and or you'd be miserable. I'm not willing to change who I am just to say I got a man because a man, a, a man, a husband would be nice. I'm under it, would be nice, but it's I, I, I was never one of those people. And I'm thank God, like my mother might have fucked up in some ways, but my mother never drilled that get married, get a man in my head or whatever. I mean, it was there a little bit with society, but not enough for me to stay with that baby. But um, I never had that like, like, like there was like this pinnacle. Like I gotta get a husband, or my life ain't nothing. Or I gotta have kids, or my life ain't nothing. I don't want kids. I love being an aunt. I'm still a whole ass woman. I'm still proud of who I am. I'm still a contributing member of society. Niggas still fucks with me. I fucks with myself. Whatever. If the man comes, cool. What and I can give to back to kids and other stuff in other kind of ways. I'm not defined by my uterus. We ain't talking much about that, but I get that all the time. When you want some kids? Oh yeah, <laughs> I get that. When I I've been single for nine years, and I get sometimes I will get the question from my family when I'm have babies. I don't get it as much in the last few years because they know I'll cuss them out. But it'll be like when you gonna have some kids. I remember asking my auntie like, where the man at? Who 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 the who the father? Like you ask me about kids and I'm not even dating nobody. Yeah, that's like that's weird. Get out of my uterus. That's something we ain't touch on, but we got. I mean, it's more than enough time to touch on it. But um, I got that question a lot before I had London, and it Mm -hmm. got to the point where I was just like, please don't ask me about no kids because if I wanted to have kids, I would start working on having kids. Right. When I have a kid, I'm gonna have a kid. I started getting that more than I started getting a what about kids thing before more than. The boyfriend thing so it's yeah. almost like niggas don't care whether it's a nigga that's beating me up or what the nigga is as long as i have a baby and i'm like <laughs> like nick like it don't matter it don't matter that it don't matter that um you we were gonna talk about my mom's race it don't matter that i lost my mom and then was taking care of my brother it don't none of that matter when you gonna have a baby what like i got like life be happening like not nah. mm-hmm. and, and then the older i got i wasn't sure if i wanted to have kids so the older i'm like the older I get, I'm like, I'm pretty like 95% sure I don't want none. I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. I, and now I'm like, I think my family finally might be starting to believe me. But I, shout out to my brothers and my mother because one thing my mother, even though she passed away, my mother never was, my, I, I was like, I don't care what nobody say, I just told my mother. My mother never pressured me to do none of these things. She never pressured me about a man, never pressured me about kids. And I'm like, get out my face. <laughs> Every time everybody else. I think when I was younger, I had this thing about like, well, who you leave your legacy to if you don't have kids? Any fucking body. If you could, like, now being older, 
I don't feel like everything that a woman could be needs to be wrapped up in her her ability or her desire to have kids. Correct. I I think you can leave your footprint and your mark on the world in so many other ways that if you choose not to have kids, so yeah. Because a lot of times, even when people don't have kids, they have they have been mother figures to people. Yeah, and you so, like so you gonna I'm gonna say so you gonna tell me I don't have kids, but uh, like I got godchildren, I got little cousins. I'm always looking out for my brother. I volunteer. I'm a good employee. I'm a good student. So you gonna tell me none of that matters if I don't have kids? Yeah, that, yeah, and and that's kind of where I am. And, and today is like you undermine every a lot of things that women do when you feel like they haven't reached the, the mm-hmm. pinnacle of, of don't matter that sex. we got our education we don't yeah, matter it's, it's like, oh, before I had London thing. I had a god child and like you said I I'm I'm an only child but I grew up and I you know was helping with my little cousins and you know being there for them and you know and like you say God you have a god child you volunteer you. It, all that stuff is me leaving my mark on the world and me doing what I want to do. And it, none of it had to be tied to me being a parent. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you're going to dismiss all of that to ask me, well, girl, when is you going to have some kids? Mm-hmm. Like you, you, when your life going to come full circle with having kids, like no kid, your life should be full circle before kids. It's just an addition. Like yeah. you said, like who you are as a person should be full circle. Well, people Everything. go, well, you will be a good mom. I said, and you know, listen, the Aries and me said, I know I'm good at most of the things I try to do. That don't yeah. mean I want to do it. <laughs> exactly. Like, you can be good at some shit. That don't mean I want to do it. If I put my mind to some shit, I could do it, but uh, maybe I don't want to. And that's, and that's okay. That's fine. Yeah. That, see, and that's another thing that just like that women deal with. Uh, um, I don't think really men don't deal with people asking them. I mean, some moms uh, may ask their sons, you know, you know, you know, have some kids or find a yeah, nice, like where you going you know, to settle nice, down, find a nice woman. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. But mm-hmm. it's it's not in the same way. Um, also, my mom didn't never. My mom never um, asked me about like kids and things of that nature. Um, Society just still ties a lot she of. Now shut up about it though. <laughs> she got one. She well, she got one, so she happy. No, no, no. no. I, and no. I've had guys. No, she want another she one. Another one. Yeah, yeah. Well, oh, oh, it's the fever. I can understand that a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. I and I've had guys with like if I've dated guys with kids like that weird like. They assume I'm a, I'm so, like really early on. I'm supposed to be like really maternal, and I know that the kid is like the roping in for some women, because some women look for that. Like you know, that's how they gonna get a man by doing all this for the kid. And I would date guys with kids, and um, in my brain, I never said it to them, but I'm like, don't bring that kid. The funny thing is, I love kids. But I'm like, if we just date and like, don't be bringing me a kid. I don't want no more kid. But I realized when I was, I did realize I wasn't, I didn't, I, I probably shouldn't be dating guys with small kids. Cause I realized like if they, I was not interested in the conversation when it switched to the kid. And I was like, yeah, maybe I, like, no, I tried people. Cause people used to, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm human. So I've succumb sometimes to the you ain't gonna find a man with no kids you're not gonna find a man no more kids but then i had to really think about it like if i'm 34 with no kids like i ain't the only woman or the only man i'm like i got friends with no kids like that's stupid like like 
like yeah, they, I, I think they I think that's another one of those guilt trip tactics they use on women because you they gotta date a man with no kids. That's not realistic. When you they get talk in your thirties, everybody yeah. wanna But it's the kids, opposite so I gotta for men. They be if a man they be like, dog, if she got kids, don't date her. Exactly. But they try to encourage me to date guys with kids. And I realized, I, and for a second, I went on a couple of days, and I, when they were small, I realized when a nigga talk, people, my girlfriends used to laugh, because I used to be like, I don't give a shit about juniors, peewee football practice. We can't even go to brunch, huh? But I can't date you with no small kid. You got to be at the f- fucking football practice on at at uh in the middle of the day, because we know the small kids play early. I'm trying to go to brunch or be laid up. I was like, this ain't going to work. <laughs> like, <laughs> when, when you start talking about homeboy done left his jacket and yeah and i don't and i was like listen i'm in my brain i would have to be real i had to be real with myself like i'm not interested in this conversation at all but i dated a guys with a kid was like in high school and i was totally into the conversation like oh she going to prom so i was like so i I found out that if i do date guys with kids they probably should be in high school when i was (laughs) single when i was single i did not date men with kids and like niggas would be furious like yeah i'm like i ain't interested Wow, so my kid is a problem. No, your kid is beautiful to you. Oh, I, no, your kid is beautiful. Fuck about your kid. I'm not dating you. I don't want to deal with your baby mama. When I want to go somewhere, I don't feel like hearing I got I got little Sam Sam for the weekend. I don't want to hear none of that yeah, shit. It's some guys because of, and we have the issue that a lot of guys not the custodial parent. So, <laughs> hey, it's, hey, like, it's like, it's like, it's like because Sam, that's, a, that's a red flag. Sam Sam is hilarious. How old is that kid? <laughs> But like guys is normally not the custodial parent. Sam Sam is 17. And I'm just like, I'm not, I can't make you choose. I like, I can't ever act like you should put me over your kid. But like you said, if I was being real, I was being real. I was like, I would never ask you to put me before your kid. So I'm just going to back out. Cause I'm just like, yo, it's unlimited mimosas with different flavors of juice. That's what I'm saying. Dude, they, they serve Guava juice with the single, I ain't got no kids. I'm trying like, all right, we gonna go bust a two step on Friday night. Maybe pass out, get up, go to the gym or something. You got little. We gonna call Sam Sam. I'm calling every little kid Sam Sam from now on. That's you it. got little Sam Sam. We can't do little that. Sam Sam. Or and I also feel like I'm not. I do know that blended families work, but I also know they're not easy. I got a mm-hmm. stepdad. I didn't like that nigga for most of my childhood. So I so I always would consider too like, dang, even if I ain't do nothing, like the kid might not like me just because their parents not together. I was like, I don't, you know what I'm saying? You don't never know what you don't want to deal with that. And you, you, know, you don't never know, like, even if every parents, and I'm not judging no parents for separating if you need to, but you never know every kid takes stuff differently or whatever. And I was like, I don't want to be, I don't want the kid be the one looking at me like, damn. And then I'm like, and I can't, and then, you know, guys be normally the ones, they not the custodial parents. So most of the time that weekend's bogged up. I had a dude tell me, well, my weekends belong to my daughter. I said, well, we probably can't date because that's, that's not going to work for me, buddy. Sorry. That my weekends belong to me. And I don't know what to tell you. Like, like when me and Mike met, we we don't we didn't neither of us had kids so it was easy because we was long distance for a minute so it was that's easy. what I'm saying it was easy for him to hop I'm on. I'm about to meet this nigga in the weekend on a uh, weekday. I'm supposed to meet you at the work for happy hour every day on the week. You got out of your mind. I value my sleep. I'm trying to be in bed at ten o'clock. Yeah, yeah. It's like <laughs> if I can't get with you on a Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, I'm. Mm. But yeah, the kids. Mm-mm. Nope. So. 
You and little Sam Sam enjoy that little Caesar's pizza. <laughs> I'm going to brunch. <laughs> Y'all go, where they go to CC's, whatever the hell. So before we go, I was thinking, like, have you ever, like, put together, like, a speed dating thing at a brewery? Now, this cracked me up. I've never done any speed dating. Every time I was supposed to go to some kind of event, it didn't work out. It did, like, something came up. But then you mentioned the little brewery winery situation. I was like, oh, maybe while I'm out here in these wine streets, I need to keep that in consideration. But also, as much as I like people, sometimes I don't like people. So I got... <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, I understand that. <laughs> I like you... organizing the niggas I know. Like I, I like like I'm out of it, but I would like it's on my that like it's on my bucket nice, list to host a speed dating at least one time. Cause it's you seems- know what? I one thing I am good at is because I'm a people person. I did if you ever did like those Myers Briggs tests or whatever, and it yeah. called me that one of the um the the categories said master of people, and I laughed, but then I thought about it. Like I do have a lot of friends that know each other because of me. Because I like if I like. Shit, I'm gonna tell you about it. I'm gonna tell somebody else about it, tell somebody else about it, and then like friends end up being friends. So I probably could do something like this by suggesting it to somebody. I'm good at delegating, like I, I ain't gonna put this shit together, but I probably could suggest it to some event coordinator or somebody around here to do some shit, and then I could like assist. Yeah, like I'm um I'm that same way, like currently, like I've int- I've like intermixed like multiple groups of my friends together because when I go back home, when I go back to Cleveland, I'm like, well, I'm gonna be in town. Let's all meet up here. And now they like they know each other and they like each other. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like that's how it's my friends. They be like, oh, I like her. Oh, add me on this. Every every event that I do, I don't do a lot, but birthdays, whatever. And I'm like, oh, y'all was hanging out. Oh, okay, but you know. <laughs> If you attract good people, it tend to work. So, yeah. So, so if a, you have a speed dating brewery situation, if you happen to put get somebody put that together, let me know because I need to mention that to one of the. Because um, you know, I met some of these little hobnobbing wine people on Friday. I might be able to meet somebody that might be interested in doing an event because I'm a good host. Like, can y'all put the logistics together? I'll host and talk. I can work a room. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Keep me posted. I I want to be a part of something like that. It seems cool. It seems fun. But speed. I, I wonder how speed dating really be. Like you gotta talk real fast. I don't know. Yeah, I never did speed dating. Me it seemed it, it seemed like it seemed fun to me. One of my coworkers, I mentioned it to her briefly, and she said, like it was fun once you get like I guess depending on how the place might do it, it might be kind of like rounds. So you kind of like eliminate people. And she was like, it was the one she went to. It was like, once you kind of like weeded out the like first round or so of people, it was fun. But I think that could be fun. Especially like a wine, especially if you did it like, like how the people I met, some of us is in there like this black wine lovers group and stuff like that. So if you did it like a wine real brewery, so you already know some people had that common interest of like learning about wine and beer and stuff like that. See, that's one thing I know it'd be fun. I can't participate, but I could like co-host. Like mm-hmm. I could, I could co-host. <laughs> <laughs> Tally up the score. <laughs> yeah, maybe we get shit popping. But it just seems it seems cool. It seems like a good way to introduce people to wine and beers 
and well maybe it could be like a or, pairing like a like you parent wine but trying to find a date let me keep write this idea down. yeah write this down like like people <laughs> people could air, oh yeah, just write it down don't yeah don't. i got some ideas <laughs> We'll talk about it because I yeah. feel like you you got you just you just really took it to another level. You just elevated it because I, I think I feel where you coming from. I think you felt it. I think you felt it. <laughs> Absolutely. So tell us um about the charity um that you do in your mom's honor before we get out of here. Okay. So um the Marion House is in Baltimore. It's a nonprofit that um helps women and children in need. Um, a lot of women are either homeless, maybe um, battered women, um, drug addiction, um, mental health issues or whatever. But for whatever reason, they trying to overcome those issues and find housing and counseling. Uh, um, as I mentioned briefly before about my mom's background, my mom um, was a was a um, drug addict or whatever and had some like mental health issues and she passed away in 2012 but prior to then she went through you know like i'm pretty many stories y'all heard before of people trying several times to recover um from drugs and the marion house was the last place she was a part of and she went through there several stages um of like getting counseling job and all that other stuff and around the time when she passed away she actually was like living in she had like a night regular nice apartment that was kind of subsidized through the marion house so um when she uh the year after she passed away we were looking for something to do in her memory and the first year we did a different 5k it happened to coincide with me starting to run and all that other stuff but in the next year that original 5k was like canceled and then we found out the marion house did a 5k and we like well, duh, like they helped our mother with so much. So we just going to use our, um, we just going to do this race every year. My mother passed away in September. The race is normally probably like a week or so after that. And, um, it's right in Baltimore, our hometown. Um, our team is team Pam Dukes. It's like, you know, play on mom Dukes. I forgot which one of my friends called my mother that, but it's stuck. So this is the fifth year we're doing a race with the Marion house. We do fundraising um, to just, this is their biggest like fundraiser to money to help the women at the different stages. I think this year they just built like a new facility to house some of the women. And it's kind of nice being part of something that's like, um, like grassroots. Like it's like a smaller, or you know, like you can donate money to like the big box um, charities that you used to see on TV, but to donate our money and time to something that we know that we've had firsthand experience with. We've met some of the women, the counselors, when we gave back, we're like, oh, how did we, um, like, like when we mentioned our mother, they're like, oh, we remember Pam or whatever. So it just only makes sense for us to kind of like do it every year. Last year, I, I got the top individual fundraiser and our team got the top team fundraiser. And I was like, what? Like, I guess my oh. mouth is bigger enough like oh i'll be telling people like donate 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 so if y'all listen to this and y'all want to donate um i'm gonna make sure they got the links to put in the show notes yeah um, definitely to, to just support and donate if you itemize y'all know i'm a tax person if y'all itemize your deduction it's a valid non-profit you can deduct it on your um taxes for 2018 it's the tax deductible <laughs> but yeah okay. so we just looking forward to um to doing that race every year me and my brothers do a little bet every year like whoever coming last out of us um 
normally buy lunch later or whatever. But it keeps getting bigger. Like every year we've been raising more money or having more friends and family support. And now the Murray House kind of look forward like they know us, like they're looking forward to our team being there. So I was like, oh, that's nice. And it's a nice way to keep my mother's memory alive in like a fun way and not like a sad. Because some, somebody asked me the other day, oh, it's getting close to the race. Is it like harder to deal with? And I'm like, no, I channel like my energy and stuff to something nice. And to me, this is what she would want us to do. Um, and something that we happy about. And we, this year, my niece, my niece is an infant. So my nephew was, when he was born, we pushed him in the race. So this year we're going to push my niece in the race. So when they get older, I can tell them when, when they did their first 5k in memory of their grandma. So that's nice. <laughs> that'll be, that'll, <laughs> yes. Make sure you send me the link. I'll put it in there. And Mike and I will definitely, donate to the cause because we, appreciate it. we love organizations that love women no matter where they are yeah they, whatever and then, phase of life they not, and they're not specifically a black woman thing but because of the nature of baltimore city they mostly helping black women too yeah so i'm just like yeah let's 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 do this anything i can do good that's that sounds amazing so yeah Tell us, um, tell people where they can find you before before we get out of here one more time. So you can find me on Twitter at Brains and Buns. It's the letter in um, the same thing on Instagram. Um, it, hopefully you guys will check out the show, Bad and Boozy Podcast, at Bad and Boozy Pod. Um, if anybody got any drunk stories and <laughs> they want to email us, because, you know, we like to read those on the show. Um, you know, if you go to our social media, you can find all the links. But it's bad and boozy podcast at gmail.com. I got a few. I'm going to have to email y'all. Now, you might, you got, y'all got to get us on. I got a few. I got a drunk We can have you on. I got a drunk story from when I had got my first brand new car. I'm not even going to pretend like I know the phone number off the top of my head. I can get y'all later. We can call the number. But yeah, we like, we like reading the drunk stories. And on Bad and Boozy Podcast, we just talk about, it's me and so-so. We just talk about wine, liquor, life. We do our little topics and wine-related things. And, um, yeah, we just over there having some fun. Any, if you got any liquor shenanigans y'all want to talk about, let us know. We coming up on a year. I was like, oh, my God. I was like, what in the world? Y'all that, let us yeah, talk about this shit. That's why I said when I was looking at the numbers, like, wow, everybody is doing really amazing to be just past a year, coming up on a year. Right. And, like, wine, wine is literally just something I just like. Even before me and her had the idea of the podcast, and then I'm like, "Oh, I like to run my mouth. I want people to be more knowledgeable about wine." So I'm like, "Oh, come over here and learn with us." Like I don't know everything, but we tasting and learning. I definitely found myself like looking for an aerator. Like I I need to, I need to try this because I don't really drink red wine. But maybe if I aerate it properly, um, it'll be. Those things make it. I'm like those things make a difference. I got like all the wine accessories. My damn wine color. One of my coloring books is sitting right here. I'm like, people just be buying me shit. But yeah, we had fun over over on Bad and Boozy. Yes, <laughs> and and make sure that you guys go to the CSPN Patreon because yes, they have exclusive content for Bad and Boozy over there. Long I gotta listen. I saw that uploaded, and I'll be like, what the fuck is we talking about? I don't know, but I, but it's funny. <laughs> Yeah, the, the exclusive content, you be like, you was wilding. 
<laughs> At least that be us on Ratchet Ramblers. Like, no, that's be, because we just like, we and in the pre-show. So I'm like, I don't know what I said on the pre-show three weeks ago. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yep. So if you want to, if you want to hear like the, the pre-show uh, chatter that, that happens on Bad and Boozy and the Random Ramblings and over here at Not So Newlywed, we have exclusive content. Go to the Patreon. It's not going to break your bank. To, if you subscribe and donate on a monthly basis, like it's really affordable and you get a lot of good content. I want to say you get a lot because you're getting that for all the network shows that's doing. Yeah, for everything. And then we always have our sponsors that you could shop with, like Wink One. And I'm going to start a subscription to them because we get $20 off if you sign up through the CSPN link. So that's pretty cool. So mm-hmm. you could get four bottles of wine for like 30 bucks and the shipping is free. So. You can't really beat, no, that. You can't beat that. No, you can't beat and that. And I've been, I can testify to Wink because I think I signed up. I actually signed up before we even, maybe it was a coincidence. We signed up, I signed up before we started the park. Maybe like a month before we started the podcast, I signed up for another reason. Then I realized they was a CSPN sponsor. And I'm like, oh, I like them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like yeah, them. Absolutely. And so we will see you guys back in two weeks. And like I said, make sure you go check out the ladies. Go check out uh, D and so so over at Bad and Boozy. Mm-hmm. And uh, and thanks for having me. We, no, no, no. no thanks for joining. I just be running my mouth. I be like, hold up. I'm oh, I'm always concerned about talking too much because I've been getting in trouble for talking no, since I was So the thing girl. is, this is what we do. Since we have one episode with guests, one episode without. The episode with me and Mike, we go, we make sure that it's not long because okay. we we want our guests to not feel rushed. When they're on the show, like we want you to feel comfortable, you know, we don't want you to feel like you're on no time clock. So right. we we make sure that we can have longer shows for when we have guests on so that they could be comfortable and, okay. and talk to I don't us. Feel bad. So because I'd be like, who I didn't talk to these months. What what did I say? I didn't cut people on the phone all night. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 you did amazing. And we we are really uh glad to have you and uh, we got to try to get on bad and boozy and tell yeah. our drunk tales. I got For sure. <laughs> I, got at least, I got at least 15. Oh, well, hold on. Much time. Do, we need to have, do, we, do we need to have Mike on just by himself? Mike, what you, you probably do. <laughs> no, you probably do. What, you probably you do. Like dog flicker, what you like, Mike? We can talk about I mean, we got to talk about off the team, but I got at least 15. Mike is a, Mike, like, Mike, Mike can, Mike can <laughs> go with the best of them. He still can, but, now it's hard to get twisted because London gonna get up at seven a.m. Regardless, oh yeah, I understand. So she don't care about your hangover. She don't mm. care if you was if you was living it up or nothing. Exactly. But um, yeah, we want to come on the show and um, I, we gonna hit you for some adult wine suggestions that we can that we could try. Yeah. Hey, hey. Yep. So we'll see you guys in two weeks, and we're out of here. <laughs> <laughs>